0: about to get spooky. Who is this? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I had to find my headphones. <laughs> I didn't know where they were. <laughs> and then, and, then, and then the coat of dust on the headphones when I finally found them. <laughs> it's been a hot second. Well, I
1: mean, Spooky, I mean, I'm going to let you go on your tangent of what's spooky, but I mean, it could also just be referring to just where has everyone gone? It's eerie, it's alone, because we, the Movie Men podcast has been kind of on a hiatus, just generally both with our normal content, with our movie news content, with our new release content. So it's, you're right, it has been a hot second in like every sense of
0: what we do. Well, it's been August, right? Like people are away... People are camping. Yeah. People are, you know, doing the things that one does in August.
1: Did you... Is it just that we weren't adults before? Because it's only been in the last few years that I've noticed how busy the summers get. And I'm not sure if just people are generally busier or if it's just, hey, when I was in my 20s, I didn't... You know, I was didn't have kids I didn't get as busy in the summertime it was just kind of like oh hey ho hum I don't know what it is maybe I mean, everyone's always been busy and I just didn't notice
0: I think just busy in a different way though too right mm. like as an adult like I'm busy in the summer but not yeah. busy with like I did things in the summer as a kid but and I'm doing things in the summer as an adult mm-hmm. but they're not Necessarily, the things I want to do in this summer, right? So it's like right. you just work, and so yeah. it's like you know, as an adult, September comes, and you're like, oh, well, that was the summer, well, okay.
1: There it is, kids.
0: That's that was, yeah. Hope that we enjoyed that one. one day. We went to the park and threw bread at the <laughs> ducks because that was that was summer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. now now
0: time to continue doing what we've done all summer, except the weather's going to get gross. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, nothing, yeah, anyways. Nothing is great. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the
1: MovieMed podcast. I am Peter. My reminder of fall being quite closer than it was when I kind of started this podcast. Uh, Co-host is Brady.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Spooky Time. I'm Spooked. gonna get inside your I mean head.
1: of note, we're kinda also getting close to Spooky Time.
0: We are. Yeah. Just for movie reviewing f- in the fall. Which is okay, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm bitching this summer's almost yeah. over, but I'm also aware that pumpkin spice and and right. creepy Crawlies are like right around the corner. Well, and scary movies because
1: there's that uh that new um Murder on the Orient Express movie, Mm -hmm. The uh, Mm -hmm. Haunting in Venice, which I feel like we should just force Carl and the three of us review it. Absolutely. Watch it. Absolutely. Because he he will not want to, but we
0: should. No. I showed him because I love the Conjuring universe. That's my favorite, like maybe my favorite horror (laughs) franchise. And for the new show, I made him watch the trailer for The Nun.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: Or The Nun 2. Um yeah. which is the upcoming next installment in the conjuring universe, and mm. he watched it he would have watched it probably not full screen mm-hmm. on his <laughs> average laptop right. yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: in broad daylight mm-hmm. and and he was not he was not psyched about having watched it like it <laughs> it, it, it you know it got to him. So, yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I'm going to get inside your head. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, so right now, you are Marty McFly. Hmm. It's 1955. You're showing up at my door. I'm Dr. Emmett Al Brown. Mm. And I'm wearing this helmet saying, I'm going to read your thoughts. <laughs> mm. Don't tell me, not a word. Hmm. This is my prediction. And it's not even it it's not even a prediction. A prediction is something you're like, eh, you know what? I think this is this is everything in my gut, everything that that makes me the person that I am mm. has brought me to this deduction. <laughs> you hated this film you, you you did not enjoy this movie at all. And oh, you mean? Sorry,
1: you mean Drop Dead Fred? Drop Dead Fred? Not, not the? Sorry, I thought you meant like Back to the Future. Oh no,
0: like, I oh. We, we wouldn't be talking. Um, <laughs> no, we wouldn't. That wouldn't even. No, uh, no. You, 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 you are okay if you never see Drop Dead Fred again. Even if the cottage was on fire, and you know.
1: Wait, I feel like even if they were showing Top Gun 2, if the cottage was on fire, I probably wouldn't watch it.
0: Truly.
1: I mean, okay, that probably would, let's be honest. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You'd just be getting mad that the the glow from the flames was like... Cut it out. Causing light pollution on the screen and like blocking out the image. Yeah, no. I don't think you enjoyed Drop Dead Fred at all. And and that brings me a little bit of of joy. So we watched this movie oh. just last well, just because joy. it's kind of like well, not because I dislike you. Okay. For other reasons. Um mm-hmm. we, we we were we watched this movie last week mm-hmm. and we paused it to top up our drinks or mm-hmm. some I don't yeah. know. We topped it for just stopped it for some reason, paused it. Sure. And uh and Brianne just turned and looked at me and she was like, "So, Pete's gonna hate this, (laughs) and I was like, "Oh yeah, yes he is." Yeah, yeah. So here we are. Uh, Well, okay. Let's take it away.
1: Let's peel it back. Okay, so a everything you just said was completely true, but we'll get into that shortly. Let's break it down. I do want to break it down a bit. So, in our usual fashion, where we have our votes, there were four options, and we'll go through the options. I want to kind of break it down. So, obviously, we're here. Drop dead, Fred. Um, won quite clearly. It was a pretty well received vote overall, but it was a clear winner, not even close. Dead, drop dead, which was, Fred was
0: for me yeah. a little bit of a dark horse. Like I threw it in there with high hopes yeah but it was like nah
1: it it not I didn't only like, think it would it, win
0: it benefited from the
1: patreon support, like a few different patreon supporters boosted it, and that helped it, but it also was very successful from just the common vote too, yeah. So there was a lot of people, uh, and my guess going into the, this was, oh, I bet this is a movie that Brady likes, just because people were kind of coming out of the woodwork or people that I associated with you, and they're like, oh yeah, Drop Dead Fred is a classic. Oh, this or that, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, like I bet this might be like a like a heralded classic. But Drop
0: Dead Fred won. It's a, it's definitely a cult classic. Like I think yeah. when this thing came out, it it belly flopped. <laughs> I'm.
1: I don't know why.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, it's picked up some steam since then.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I'm look at, so looking. So let's do at, it. Actually, okay. Wait, no, no, no. We're going through all the options. But I just want to back up okay. what you're saying because the tomato meter would back up what you're saying. It has an 11% tomato meter, but a 77% audience score. So clearly, it's it's had a second wind. But another option was Thelma and Louise, which was also um. pretty it got a pretty decent result yeah and I feel like I threw this was one of my options I threw it on here I don't have a great desire to watch it but everyone talks about it so I felt like if it was worth throwing in there and if the winds had blown it into the winning circle then it would have been the excuse to watch it have,
0: have you seen that movie Thelma and Louise no yeah no, and I, I don't know that I even knew, like, obviously, I know of Thelma yeah, and yeah. Louise, yeah. but yeah. I, I didn't really know much at all specifically about this movie, um, but right. then I, I so then I, when I saw it in the vote options, I was like, oh, yeah, it was a Pete movie, and uh, <laughs> and okay, yeah, sure, And but then I started looking at the cast, and I was like, okay, you know what, I'll be okay if this yeah. wins. Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't... All I know about it is, like, a couple women do something, and they're on the run, and... Uh, Yeah, you know. Yeah, as you do. Actually, was this even a... Was it a choice of mine? Because I'm trying to do the math. Okay, it was. not me. Okay, was... (laughs) Point Break was an option. It got the least amount of votes.
0: That was also you.
1: That was also... Were all these mine, except for... What about Fred? I don't know. Not important. Uh,
0: Anyway... I don't know. Maybe
1: there was some overlap. I forget. It doesn't matter. Point break. I've just been curious because of the cast. I wanted to see some OG Keanu Reeves, some OG uh, Patrick Swayze, and I don't even know what it's about. I think they work in the Coast Guard or they do something, but I've I've heard about this film and I've been intrigued.
0: Didn't fare well. You know what? For the very first time, three of the vote options were yours. Yeah. I think... And and that's weird because we've never done that and I didn't Mm. do it consciously. Mm. I... I simply just looked at like okay of of the eight films we have here for the two different votes we're doing, what mm, what, what goes well? Four seem to go together. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and then the final option was in third place. Uh, what about Bob? Have you seen what about Bob? Oh, of course. Okay uh i am just gonna give my two cents this was what i wanted to win or at least this was my favorite of the four i love this film so much i this is a bold statement and i'm just gonna say it as a hot take and maybe with a bit of rationalization i'll take it back but it might be my favorite bill murray film it is it is just so lighthearted. it's one of those films that i kind of grew up with but i also have just grown to appreciate more as an adult and it's it's funny but it has some heartwarmingness to it and just some kind of, you know, you just love Bill Murray in it. And I, I watch it maybe every year, maybe every two years. It's it's one of those kind of golden films. And it's one of those films that you watch, set in the 80s or 90s, where I, I get that the dad in this film is a very, like, educated and well-to-do man. But, like, in typical 80s, 90s film, TV, dad fashion, like... Their cottage is insane. Like, I always looked at that as a kid. I'm like, holy crap. Like, this guy's doing pretty well if their cottage that is is that nice and oh
0: for sure yeah it's
1: kind of like the same thing as like home alone where you look at the dad and he's like okay he's like, what do you, you have this- do yeah like what do you do like are you like and typically in 80s fashions it's like oh yeah dad's a shoe sales or like a shoe repairman or something and he's taking his seven kids to france for christmas and has a really nice house in chicago and you just go what like how like i want to do a different time you do yeah, different time. Anyway, different what time. about Bob? I Cherished movie of mine. Always ch- uh, was a bit jealous of the father in that film with the cottage that he, they had, but I loved it. It's a summary movie for me. Didn't win. Was a little disappointed, but we are here to talk Drop Dead Fred.
0: Mm-hmm. So, initial impressions. I This is maybe only my like fourth time seeing this film in my life. Okay. Um, that's still not nothing, but that's it's not, not as not many nothing. as I'd expect strangely uh, this is my first time probably seeing it as an adult Mm. and this this is a movie that like this is a movie that really just goes to show what you can get away with with a pg-13 it was only pg-13 it's only pg-13 and and furthermore and this will make more sense to our our canadian audience Mm -hmm. uh but the first time i ever saw this it was like maybe a a 10 o'clock start time on the family channel
1: what whoa it was the only way i ever
0: the only way i ever stumbled into this family channel wow yeah yeah family channel after dark i guess (laughs) or something (laughs) Uh, and I and you know because it was for TV and there'd be like the odd ad break and stuff. Like, right, it, it, there was yeah. probably some stuff cut out. Y- yeah,
1: it's yeah that's that's true. That's pretty standard for but the, for stuff b- like that.
0: But it was still definitely not standard mm-hmm. family channel fare. No, um, oh, no, no. And no, no. so yeah, so for me this was like th- this film is like a fond childhood memory. Uh, which is so weird because it's just one of those movies where, like, mentally, I've never been able to pin it down. I've never been able to mm. make sense of: Is this a kids? Is this a kids mm. movie? What? Or is, is it like? <laughs> did someone get fired at at, at <laughs> Family Channel? Like, I don't know. Hmm. For the longest time, I didn't know what the hell this was. Um, and, and who's, where who's to the slot it in. Like, yeah. Right. And so, and I still kind of don't know, like, it I, has,
1: we'll get into that, but
0: yeah. But, uh, yeah. anyways, this is a fond, fond memory movie for me. There's a little bit of nostalgia baked into it. Um, sure. and I think it's a film that a lot of people don't give its due justice and mm. don't look deep enough into what this film is saying um, to actually give it a positive review. I think people just watch it and go, uh, okay, that wasn't for me. Hmm. What'd you think? I. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give my initial impressions. I, I just want to ask this question and we'll break it down as we go throughout. But yeah, what is the target audience? Because I think when I was watching this, this as my initial impression, I said, you know what? I missed this. I was too old to watch it. I should have, you know, if I had watched it younger, then I think I maybe would have liked it more. But as I'm saying that out loud, it really doesn't seem like its target audience should be for children.
0: Dude, had you been watching this as a kid and your mom walked into the room?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well... Even when um, Carrie Fisher is at her home boat, whatever you'd call it, yeah, and um, her friend says, "Oh," or I forget who says what, but essentially, like, "Oh, this guy is an animal," and the friend said, "Oh, like, do you mean like, you know, adult relations wise?" And she's Carrie Fisher goes like, "No, no, you know, he sits in the corner and he defecates and blah blah blah, and like just like." Things that they're all referring to, I'm like, okay, this is definitely adult humor here.
0: Yeah. But well I mean even, Carrie Fisher's whole storyline is essentially that she's shacking up with a married married guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but then on the other hand, a lot of the comedy is very slapstick when Carrie Fisher wheels the chair out and thinks she has Fred cornered it and slapping him on the ground and spills the beans of what she's doing. Like that almost seems very slapstick and childish. So I, I guess I can't put a finger on the pulse of what the target audience is. It just seems like it's more for adults. And as an adult, I didn't really enjoy it. But I, it, it's obviously beloved because, like I said, the tomato meter for the audience is skyrockets above the actual um, like tomato meter. And, I, again, I had no idea what I was getting into I when I f- saw the first scene. <laughs> I thought it was like Princess Bride-esque. Right, okay. When they're telling this story, and then the little girl, like, asks a clarification question, and the mom gives it, and she, the daughter goes, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Just like... And then there was also times where it was... I almost was terrified where there was this jack-in-the-box and an arm reaching up from the pillow, and I thought, Oh, like, is this a bit of the conjuring going on where it's an imaginary friend, but it's not, like, a friendly one? And then that clearly isn't the case, but... um. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't enjoy this film. wasn't I, I watched it and I went, okay, that, that was that. I don't need to watch it again. Uh, definitely, I was not the target audience. I don't know if I was the wrong age or just the wrong type of person to enjoy it, but it was not for me. I, I do want to piggyback on your point, though. This For me, it was Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones' Temple of Doom. That was the movie when I watched as a kid, where I was kind of, had my... The curtain peeled back on what PG thirteen could happen. Yeah, and when, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and for me, when I watch Temple of Doom, and, and, and same with this for you, I, when I watch Temple of Doom as a kid, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this must be rated R, this must be adults only. And then when you grow up and realize, like, no, nah, it's just PG thirteen. Like it's there's still R far above beyond that. So same with this. oh yeah, it gets much worse. It gets much worse. So, yeah, same with this. There's a lot of language and a lot of content, and I'm actually shocked it's only PG-13. So that's interesting. But anyway, my my initial impressions: thumbs down for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so t- so tell me why that is. Yeah i I did not like Fred. Fred to me was annoying. Fred to me was very. A very slapstick humor that I just didn't get behind. And a question that I had at the end, and maybe I don't need to answer this, or maybe it was answered and I just didn't pick up on the answers, but just, I I never really understood what Fred was. I mean, do we have a dual personality situation going on where Fred does the things that our character doesn't have the courage to do? Or, you know, and is that why the pills were effective where she takes the pills and, you know, he kind of goes away? Or is this truly a childhood imaginary friend and it's as simple and innocent as that? And we do see the other girl at the end, you know, seeing Fred. So, you know, maybe I'm reading too deep into the weeds here. But, you know, I think I just couldn't really put my finger on the pulse on it quite at times just because it seemed like a bit more like I felt like there's maybe legs for more than an imaginary friend because it's just her mother is overpowering, her friend is kind of, you know her boyfriend rather is is very controlling and all these things in her life she has no control over. And so maybe this Fred is a way for her to act out in a different personality that she has no awareness of and she thinks it's truly Fred. And so I think that's part of it too. I, I just didn't really understand what what i guess what's going on here right and so i i didn't like fred himself on screen didn't really understand what fred's role was in that capacity and just from like a character development our character does change a little bit at the end but it's just kind of very quick very brief it's not gradual it's not like a, a, a you know a drawn out line on a map it's very very you know from a to b in the last 10 minutes of the movie and um yeah i i didn't really buy it
0: so to speak or it, it felt a little forced and rushed well see that's interesting because i could not disagree more <laughs> like so i th- i think in terms of what fred is um sure. i think the answer is neither um he's not He's not a split personality it's it he's not some sort of psychosis. Um, he's not okay and but he's also not just an imaginary friend or someone that that she's making up that Elizabeth mm. is making up. and that's proven by the fact that they well it's proven by two things. One is that we see Fred interacting with all of the other quote unquote imaginary friends in the the waiting room mm. of the doctor's office. Um, right. And it's not like Elizabeth, like nobody can see anybody else's imaginary friend, mm-hmm. but the imaginary friends can all see each other. Right? So if right. it was just like, if you were the one, if you were the crazy one who was making up Drop Dead Fred, then you would also see everything else that's going on. Hmm. Right. And and so it it, it does not make sense for all of your psychosis to be interacting with each other sitting in that doctor's office, but you can't see anybody else's, but they can, right? And so there's that, but then there's also the fact that once drop dead Fred does what he needs to do and sort of completes his mission, he's reassigned to Molly. And we see that right. at the end of the film, right? And it's not just, oh, well, this is a, this is a girl that, which, which is why he's also not just a run-of-the-mill garden variety imaginary friend either from some childhood hmm. imaginary friend because it wouldn't be like, you know, the next kid that has an imaginary friend doesn't have the same imaginary friend that you have right? Like mm. down to the T. And so I think, and this is like, this is maybe terminology that you're not going to love, but ultimately I think Fred is a a non-Judeo-Christian representation of an angel, hmm. of like a guardian angel, of like the right. the... The he, He's part of some, not organization, but some group of entities, mm. some sort of higher power structure that, you know, that every kid has one, maybe,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, or just the kids that really, no, it's probably not, it's for the kids that really need them. It's the kids from messed up homes so Molly gets it because her parents are separated and you know her dad's kind of clearly a bit of a doof um (laughs) and so there's that but Elizabeth had it because A her parents split but her parents split because her mother was an insufferable bag right like it was just (laughs) awful was emotionally manipulative and Mm -hmm. and just miserable and so that's why Elizabeth gets assigned Fred, and Fred's there, sort of like a, a you know, sort of like the second coming of Gandalf. He's there <laughs> until he until his mission is complete, until he, Elizabeth no longer needs him. Mm. And in Elizabeth's case, it probably just takes longer than you know. Fred spent a lot of time in the genie lamp, and. And so it probably takes a little bit longer than it does for most other children. There's probably a longer assignment. Sure. But but yeah, I think that Fred is essentially like, you know, not necessarily like a god, but he's... No, no, no. He's a,
1: a higher power.
0: Yeah, he's not sort even. of he's sort of like a Loki. He is sort of like a god of mischief, but yeah. but also this yeah this like this this sort of angelic kind of creature right so yeah Yeah. and also I think Elizabeth's transition is massive and that's and that is the whole point of you know a lot of the film sets up her it's just kind of how oppressed she's been by everyone and how mm -hmm. her childhood traumas have allowed her to... Like, the damage that was done by her mother as a kid sure. has made her the type of person who, you know, just desperately wants to take back her cheating scumbag husband. Um mm. And it takes Fred to pull out that outgoing, strong mischievous, knowing how to have fun, knowing how to just say, you know what, to hell with being an adult, to hell with the stresses, and to hell with growing up. And I am going to, maybe for the first time ever, take the reins of my own life Mm. and, you know, give my mom a hug and a kiss because I mean her well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, tell her that, you know just because you i understand you're going to be lonely if i leave and that means that you should you should make some friends because yeah. i this can't is un- be unhealthy. yeah i can't stay i don't want you to be lonely but i can't be the reason that you're not and oh, it's so good it's so good i think i can
1: okay so just to peel back what you're saying i can buy what you're saying yep that seems like a better explanation I think there's an alternative universe where the, this film is, you know, a split personality situation. There's an alternative universe where it's just a, an imaginary fan. But I think your answer does make the most sense. You know, he's not a guardian angel, but it's something like that. And I think, yeah, like, I get what you're saying. There is a transformation at the end, and, it's, and you're buying it, and I get it. I think just for me how long it took there was a problem for me or or and even the fashion that we got there. So I'm thinking we have this emotional moment where she's breaking down that she just still loves this partner of hers, even though he's a scumbag and, you know, just cares about him and, and et cetera, et cetera. And instead of having this kind of, you know, let's meet you where you are and address these issues, Fred is instead like, oh, yuck, blah, 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 and, like, does a backflip and, you know, like, doesn't even really acknowledge her, directly or at least immediately and so i feel like there was just some aspects of that where i felt like the the film was kind of spinning its tires a bit where we maybe could have kind of moved forward a little bit or done some different things and maybe fred could have had a bit more depth and pulling out some depth from our main character a little bit i think that's where i i i felt like maybe the movie was spinning its tires and then in the last section of the movie finally moved forward but i i get what you're saying just for me, mm-hmm. I didn't really like how we got there.
0: You know, as a kid, how you play make believe, like you and siblings or friends or whatever, you would be like, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be out in a field or whatever. And you're <laughs> like, well, I, and I'm Legolas and I'm, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. And you just like role play and act out. Um, as a kid, my sister and I would, would do a similar thing. And I was I, more often than not, I was Drop Dead Fred. Like what? I I idolize I idolize this character. Right. <laughs> and and I probably in my interpretation as a child, I probably left out some of the more vulgar aspects of his character. Sure. Um but it was just like his power set, his right. his way of dress, mm-hmm. th- the the fun little like the fact that he rarely calls her Lizzie or Elizabeth, right? Mm-hmm. It's snot Face. Right? It, like, in yeah. in just that, like, crazy, again, sort of, like, Loki-esque madness mm-hmm. that Drop Dead Fred brought, I just, I wanted to be him, man. It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like, yeah, no. He was, can, he, to me, he was the coolest thing.
1: I can get that, that in that you are, can appreciate that character. Like, it's a very energetic, a very high energy a very entertaining, you know. I, I, uh, that ex- all that you're saying makes sense to me, and how I envision you as a kid. So that that makes sense. Um, what are your thoughts on Carrie Fisher in this film? For me, I thought it was just super random because she's the only face that I recognized.
0: I mean, it's it's fun any time that Carrie Fisher pops up in something that's not Star Wars. Um
1: scream was it scream three or scream two she's she's whatever the one that are on hollywood set she yeah
0: i think that's three yeah um yeah i mean she also shows up in the blues brothers i don't know if you've ever seen blues brothers i still
1: need to see that yeah
0: she's in that um as sort of like a antagonist so that's kind of fun um you know i think it was just kind of like this is the thing Carrie Fisher, and I mean, in a lot of ways, like Mark Hamill, you got to remember, of the original Star Wars movies, Mm. the only one that went on to have a massive career was Harrison Ford. Two things. Two things. One,
1: you're correct. Two, I feel like we overlooked him when we had our... Movie stars conversation Mm -hmm. because no, I
0: said Harrison Ford. Did you say Harrison Ford? Sorry, absolutely, I did.
1: I definitely did not. And so then I will say I overlooked him, and I forget. I don't even remember if I acknowledged and said yeah, fair, or if I said I'm not sure if I buy it. But regardless, you're right. Like of the three, not only did he go on to have a career, but like there is a period of time everything he touched was just insane. Like Indiana Jones, The Fugitive. Oh yeah. There's Air Force One. Um, Blade Runner, like there's a ton of stuff, a ton of content. So, anyway, so even, I just, he
0: even played Jack Ryan at one point. I think he was uh oh, really in one of the Tom Clancy films. Yeah. I, think was, oh. I think he was Jack Ryan. Um but yeah, and so, he, I think, he, so I think so. I think the thing is like we look at we see Carrie Fisher popping up and we go, Oh, that's a big name for mm. for a film like this it but i i really don't think it is in mm. in in terms of like the era that that this film came out right. like i don't know if having like it she just didn't explode right right yep. the biggest thing she ever did was mm-hmm. princess leia
1: yeah
0: yeah and and it's weird. It's certainly among the top things he's ever done, but uh, you'd be you'd have a solid argument if you were like, well, s- the Star Wars franchise is not the biggest thing Harrison Ford's ever done.
1: Oh, clearly, yeah. Uh,
0: you could argue that it is, but you could also argue that it's not, right? Mm-hmm. Some people would say Indiana Jones, some people would say mm-hmm. other things. And so I yeah. I think I think it feels really random to just have this big A-list star in this Drop Dead Fred film. Right. But she's really, I really don't think that come 1991, right, like six years after Empire Strikes Back, or Mm. no, six years after uh, Return of the Jedi, I don't know that she's really an A-list star. She's just another actor out there that's looking for work. And so... (laughs) For me, it's it's fun to see her pop up, but it doesn't strike me as, as super odd, except for the fact that, it, like, because mm-hmm. you see her so rarely, it's yeah. odd to see her not as Princess Leia.
1: I think I'm intrigued now because, yeah, this was kind of a smaller role as far as, you know, the film was concerned and... Same with uh, the the slasher movie, the the scream movie. So I'm curious to watch her in Blues Brothers, just because it sounds like maybe she's got a bit more of a role, even if you know if it's an antagonist role.
0: I I could be wrong. I don't know. She must she must have a speaking line in Blues mm-hmm. Brothers, but I'm not sure that she does. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. it's it's an in, it's an interesting role, but yeah. um, but yeah no I I think this is a great movie. Honestly, I think. If you peel back the layers of the goofy, the mud pies, and the clearly 1991 CGI, <laughs> right? Eh. Which, but it is, it isn't a super
1: focal point. Like when it happens, no. it's very small points. That's not what I didn't find that too bothersome. No, um,
0: do you think?
1: Do you think? And I'm. A, I love the 90s. I get some huge nostalgia from some films. And so clearly this was something for you, the nostalgia aspect played Mm -hmm. into why you originally saw it and why you liked it. Yeah. Do you think... Do you think... this movie was made in 2018 and you saw it for us to review today, do you think it would be better in that it's with a modern-day lens and maybe a bit more, you know witty or, you know, having a better idea of what the target audience was, do you think it would be better or do you think it benefits from when it was made and then having the nostalgic aspect for you?
0: Well, I was going to say I don't... Initially, I was going to say I don't think it would make a difference because Mm. what makes this film great isn't Fred's antics, but what makes the film great is if you peel back all of these goofy layers and allow yourself to focus on and really you know, get immersed in the empowerment story, right? Mm. And the, the, unfortunately for a lot of people, relatable position that Elizabeth is Mm. in, right? I know people, I've known parents just like Elizabeth's mom. Mm -hmm. I still know people who are parents who are just like Elizabeth's mom. And, And that's – so it's a very relatable thing. So initially I was going to say I don't think it would make a difference because if you you did it in modern day, sure, some of the themes and and whatever would be different because times have changed and so on Mm -hmm. and so forth. Mm -hmm. But ultimately I think – I don't think it would benefit at all from being modernized. And I think it may actually hurt it only because – Nowadays with effect like be, they knew they knew the, the, the visual effects that they were doing with with her sneezing and him getting bounced around the room they knew mm-hmm. they didn't look great. And so as a result they used them so sparingly. Right. <laughs> so right. sparingly. Yeah. And that's so true. but nowadays because everything looks so much better I think I think too much of an emphasis would be put on, well, mm. look what we can make Fred do. Look, look what Fred does, right? Because we can mm-hmm. we can make him do all these. We can make him do more things, and it would be and 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 it's going to look believable and it's going to look you know whatever. Whereas in right. the nineties, the emphasis they had to keep it on the dialogue. They had to keep it on. What is Elizabeth going through and what does Fred, what role does, does Fred play in that? Mm. Right. Whereas Mm. now it would just be more like, it'd be a CGI fest. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and you would lose what I think is, was a stroke of genius and just such a sign of the times, which is Mm. this big rubbery mask prosthetic that he Mm. wears after getting his face stuck in the fridge. Right and i just love that because it's got this like <laughs> uh, it, yeah it's just it's just an aesthetic that i really 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 like because i'm like man they don't do that anymore right you don't yep. get that big like rubbery funny you know it, it <laughs> would just like yeah it'd be yeah it, it, it that whole thing would have been completely cgi'd
1: mhm
0: and just not yeah. look Tangible. It would look okay. It would look maybe... Some people would say it would look better, but I think it would look worse because it would come out and you'd be like, well, but I can tell that that's not... I can tell that this is CGI, whereas nothing in that scene is CGI. They've got like a big, long prosthetic neck that he's holding above <laughs> his head with his head tucked down into his chest while he's like right. yanking and trying to get his head out of the fridge. And then for the next minute and a half, he's got this like squashed out widened face that even if it doesn't look super realistic you can tell it's there it's got a tangibility Mm. to it the way the lights hitting it the way you know he's touching it and interacting with it you can tell it's there and so yeah no I think I think it would be hurt I think it would be Mm. hurt by by having been done modern day
1: yeah no that's actually that's a fair point
0: it's interesting is there anything about this film that you did like? Not overly. <laughs> it's just an hour and a half of misery for you, huh? <laughs>
1: I think so. And I don't mean that in a rude way to you or to the others that love this, because clearly people do love this.
0: Oh, yeah. I think yeah,
1: yeah. I think I just, you know, I think I would have liked more, kind of like I said, the emotional parts where, you know, have Freddie peel it back a bit, have him take a break from his normal self. And even just th- the whole meet cute thing where she meets her old childhood friend, you know, he shows up at the beginning and then he's basically like a glorified Uber driver later, I think just drives around. And then at the end, they're kind of hanging out. And so, I, you know, I think I would have maybe liked a bit more character growth. I know it's cliche to, you know, have someone go from one bad relationship to a good one in film. But, you know, even it, it, actually this film did a pretty good job just because it wasn't even, you know, the cliche, hey, they're for sure together. He's just like, hey, I realize that you've got a lot of options. I'd like to be one. So I, I interpreted that as, hey, they're friends. They'll see where things go, but it's not, you know, forced. Yeah. And so I think I would have just liked that a bit earlier on, too, where she just, you know, has the growth and says, yeah, that my husband or whatever his name was, the partner was a jerk. I'm moving myself from that and maybe have some more time with this nice guy doesn't have to be romantic but just is a is a platonic friendship is it spending time with someone who's not a dink someone who's not carrie yep. fisher who's cheating on you know with someone you know i think i would have just enjoyed that a bit more so i you know i liked that i guess you could say i liked that but i didn't like the volume i would have liked it more
0: yeah the only problem i i think the reason why they didn't do that is because as soon as elizabeth starts to get better then you lose your need for fred Clearly, that's true. Right, and that's that's the whole point. The mm-hmm. one, the, the, the friend, whatever his name is, uh, I will say he's my one complaint of this film. He's the one thing that just like, sometimes he works for me, but sometimes on screen, I'm just like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's just like, he's a little weird. <laughs> Right like I don't I don't I was I think the film kind of loses itself for a little bit when during the restaurant scene where he starts to go crazy and is like throwing food around and stuff uh, and I'm like well, yeah. I don't it like that's that that was a weird choice for his character <laughs> for him to do that and then right. and then he's like g- climbing up the tree and like and then who who has the door shut in their face? on someone's property and then sits down on their porch swing. Like, like, you know, it's called the trespass act, man. (laughs) Like get the hell out of here at that point. Like, I don't, I don't know what, yeah. So his character, I don't know. I did love seeing him interact with his daughter, right? Where she comes out and she's got chocolate all over her fingers and like, you know, do you want some? And he's like, no, I don't want any. What happened? And like, he seems like a great dad. Mm-hmm. but just maybe not a functioning member of society otherwise <laughs> I do, I don't know. He don't was know.
1: rocking the 90s earrings.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, are you ready to wrap this up? You ready to oh, score yes. this. Okay. So yep. sir, on a scale of 0 to to 0.5, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to I don't wanna give you a massive range and then have you disappoint everyone. What would you what would you rank this film? I gave, it a, I gave it a 2 out of 10
1: I, you know I, I, uh, I that's all I need to say it was 2 out of 10 just wasn't for me there were some things I would have liked more maybe just this f- film wasn't for me to begin with and it's not that there's anything wrong it's just not what I was into um, and you know if I was at the cottage and there was no Wi-Fi and it was raining I'd probably just leave the VHS of Drop Dead Fred right where it is and I'd go have a nap or something
0: which of note Two out of ten is higher than what the critics gave it.
1: (laughs) So, wow!
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I've I've had very few films that I give one out of ten to. Right. Yeah. Like I think one out of ten. There's. I'd have to be like really offended by something that was on there. Like yeah, that's
0: human centipede territory. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which spooky spooky season is coming? I'm just saying. We're not watching that. Uh, um, <laughs> I give it a 7.5. Okay. So it's not like an 8. It's not a 9. I'm not going to nope. sit here and say, ah, oh, this is like one of the greatest films, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> but I think it's really solid. I have a lot of fun with it. Um, and And I do think, I think it's a film that, from a reception standpoint, suffers from people mm. not... Really taking the time to unpack the the deeper story and and what it's saying about human relations mm. and, and mental health um, and the importance of of getting a grasp on on your own autonomy and, and your mental health. Mm. I also think drop dead Fred's perform I, th- I also don't think enough people appreciate his performance in this.
1: Do we ever see him anywhere ever again, as an actor? Yeah. I, oh, I yeah, really, lots. I okay, that's maybe something I wasn't aware of. I'm not too familiar with this guy. And
0: and, and I mean, maybe you haven't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, Rick Mayall is is he was a well known. Okay. Well, he's passed away. Um, oh shoot! That's but true. he's uh, he's he's a well known. He was a well known actor for years. I mean, he passed hmm. away in 2014. Uh in mm-hmm. his first acting credit is nineteen eighty. Oh wow. Yeah. And and yeah. he acted right up until like there was even a there was a film that came out post mortem for him. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah. No, it uh it yeah, it's he he's well respected among people who, who know him and, and enjoy his stuff. Um yeah. and yeah, I think his performance was just like there were subtleties in it. Mm. right there was subtleties in, in moments where you know when when he's interacting with her and she's a little girl and she has heartbreak and she feels like she does nothing wrong and she's just a waste and whatever and you can see his heart start to break for her and mm. go like no like why why are you saying that right and mm. like and, and just there are moments where he peels back some of the goofy especially right at the end when he has to say goodbye to her also, right. I don't know why they kissed on the lips, and it wasn't just like a peck. It wasn't like I don't know why that was the goodbye. It was like yeah. a. It was. It. They weren't making out, but there was. It was like lip locking, and I was like, "What is happening?" First Pardon of all, me. first of all, what is happening? And second of all, assuming that most of these imaginary friends say goodbye <laughs> to their clients. Right, <laughs> right during adolescence. Is this always the ritual? Because something's <laughs> that was just another one of those. Like, why, why, why was that the choice you made for this character? But anyways. maybe it was
1: for him because it's the first time it's been an adult, so it's like, hey,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: I, don't, I need a date.
0: Anyways, we're gonna hold off on our on when we finally do what did you watch this week. We're gonna have hmm. such a list. <laughs> Such a list, um, but we're gonna hold off on that. Just in the sure. essence of of time and sure space and space time and something I mean, to I do could, with a continuum.
1: If you want to do a couple, we could do a couple quick
0: ones. I, it's up to you, man. You're the one with the schedule. You got places to be, stuff to do. Let's
1: pick it. Let's let's drop it with two. Let's do kay. two each, and two then we we'll at least we'll we'll get rid of some of the backlog.
0: All right. which what are what are two of the things you watched this week or weeks?
1: <laughs> I think you'll be proud of me. I, I think you've watched one of these at least. I I went on a bit of an M Night Shyamalan binge, and I watched Old and I
0: watched Knock at the Cabin. Ah, Knock at the Cabin. I haven't yeah. seen Old. Yeah, that's the one with the you beach. Know, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. curious about it. But I just haven't seen it yet.
1: Yeah, you know, I gave Old a 5 out of 10. It's got the typical Shyamalan. You know, you've got a lot of, you know, well-known acting faces. I thought some of the acting was bad. I thought some of the acting was good. Some of the acting or some of the, the, you know, the filming to make characters look different ages at different points of the film, you know, with the flashbacks or whatnot. You know, there were some interesting filming techniques that were good. I felt like the premise of the film, which is pretty well known from the trailers makes for a better short film. And I think okay. that's what hurt it for me. You know, it felt a little long, felt a little overdone. And so it wasn't my favorite Shyamalan film. So I gave it a five out of 10. You know, it wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't great. And, um, you know, again, I, th- I think if it was a short film, it would be a lot better. But just a lot of the times the characters are playing catch up to stuff I've known from the trailer. Mm. So you just kind of get bored. And some of their dialogue, even of how they figure things out, you go, you know, I know this from watching the trailer, but like as a rational human being, there's no way you could jump to this conclusion and that everyone would agree to it kind of stuff. Right. So seemed a bit forced. So I gave it a five out of 10. Interesting, but not great. Knock at the cabin. I I gave the same score. Okay. I gave it a five out of 10, but for different reasons. I thought it was... Listen... I'm actually really into Danny... Sorry, Dave Bautista. He's a good actor.
0: He's great. He he's is really great.
1: Phen- phenomenal. And, you know, I feel like I've maybe kind of overlooked him in the whole MCU bit where he... You know, he's funny. He's okay. But I'm like, okay, another actor or another wrestler who's become an actor and, you know... He is what he is. Dave Bautista in Knock at the Cabin was phenomenal. I've never seen such a good role from an actor. He's better than The Rock. He's better than uh, some other wrestlers that have come over in this role. Like He's just so good. I bought it. He was a teacher in this. And I I just could go on about just him specifically. Um, But Knock at the Cabin, I felt, was a little bit underwhelming. You know, it was an intriguing story. Little uncomfortable at times, clearly. Um I, Maybe I, I, there were... So, as far as twists and turns, I think I wasn't maybe there. Like, I was expecting maybe a bit more of a twist, a bit more of a turn with it being a Shyamalan film. And with the kind of conclusion of the film, I wasn't really surprised with how it ended. And I, I feel like throughout the film, I kind of was on the same page with where the characters were. And so I feel from that perspective, I was a little bit bored of the ending instead of just having something revealed to me or kind of being shocked, which I feel a lot of the times you expect from a Shyamalan film. So great acting, the The parents, the daughter was phenomenal for being a young child the actor. She was great. Dave Bautista was great. So incredible acting, um, just some uncomfortable moments. And maybe not as much of a flair at the end. So a five out of 10, but it got there in a better way than old did. So went on a Shyamalan binge. What did you watch this week?
0: Well, I'll just say I did. I'm going to, to mimic what I said when I watched Knock at the Cabin. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and and that was that, like, the interesting thing for me about that film is mm-hmm. that, and I'm not going to spoil it because you, because no. you, it just came out this year still.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you spend the majority of the film not knowing what to believe. Mm. Right? Like there's 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 an idea that's being presented to you and you don't know you, you you know, you can sort of form opinions and get guesses and have a bit of a hunch, but you you don't know who's full of it and what's true and what isn't. And from a from a surprising me in what direction they decided to take it, it didn't disappoint in that regard where I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Uh, that's, that's certainly not the, the, the prediction that I had formed. Um, Mm. and so I think that, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting from that standpoint is that they didn't take it the obvious route in, in my opinion. Um, I watched Top Gun Maverick yes so good on a on a big inflatable screen in a room with a loud blower like it was not ideal conditions sure and i i was still fighting back tears
1: it's so good
0: it's it i think it's my it's my first rewatch since we reviewed it oh and um and it's it it truly is. I I think I remember singing the praises of it. I think I gave it a really high mm-hmm. score. Yep. And that has not changed. Like yeah, it yeah. is, you know, in the category of sequels to films that didn't need sequels. Mm-hmm. Twenty five years later, mm-hmm. they they yeah. did it pretty much almost perfectly. <sighs> like it's just it's it's so it's so great. Yeah, I I, yeah. I was over the moon, over the moon happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I honestly don't know if I've watched much else mm. in terms of like just sitting down and, oh, no, I watched um, No Hard Feelings. It was the new um, oh. Jennifer Lawrence comedy. Yeah. Yeah. How was yeah. it? It's funny. It is. It's, okay. it's actually really funny. And and there's some crass humor in it that I don't think is for everyone and even at times sure. was not super for me. Um yep. but it was still but Jennifer Lawrence does a great job in it. And right. it was it's been making I I don't know. I guess I didn't watch a lot of the press or see a lot of, you know, the promotion for this film. Um right. but a lot of it if people were asking Jennifer Lawrence like, "Oh, you know, you did a nude scene." Like, you know, talk to us about this nude scene. Mm-hmm. And um and I was like, "Well, but that's I mean, she was in Sparrow or Red Sparrow or whatever it is and and like she's been topless in films." Like I was like, "Why is mm. why is this you know, it's it, just she, yeah. She's not like an actor that's had a forty-year career and then all of a sudden decides, "Hey, I'm going to do." You know, it's not like Maggie Smith. It's like I'm doing a nude scene, right? And then everyone <laughs> would be like, "Jeez, Maggie!" Like, I mean, go get it, but but why now? <laughs> you know why now um i don't know maybe well i don't know maybe back in the day maggie smith did all kinds of nude scenes i don't know but um (laughs) no no, this it's it's like in the middle of the film it's like a two minute sequence um where where she's like she's not only in like it's full frontal it's everything it's she's not only entirely naked but she's Mm. like Naked and fighting people like having a fist fight, a physical altercation with people who aren't. Um, and it's funny, like the way they do it is funny as hell, but it's like it's it is not your garden variety nude scene. It is, it's so then all of a sudden (laughs) it made sense to me why people were talking about this because it was just kind of like, you know, we're just gonna shoot this scene, we're not gonna try to hide anything. We're not going to shoot it creatively from specific angles or use shadows or whatever to, we're just, this is what it is and we're doing it. Um, And so, yeah, that was, that was sort of the one, which, and I didn't know it was in there, right? Hmm. Again, it was like, ah, it was a nude scene. I was like, well, okay, from the trailers, the premise is this girl's been hired to try to have sex with this kid because his (sighs) parents think he's a loser and (laughs) they want to, you know, broaden his, broaden his horizons or something. Um so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so there'll be some like I don't know, she'll come out he'll be sitting in the bed and she'll come out from the bathroom in just a robe or whatever. She'll take the robe off. We'll see her butt. Like I, I don't know. That was kinda <laughs> right. that was kind of what I expected would be the extent of it. Um but no when that right. scene happened I was like Oh my goodness! Jeez. Like I can't believe this is like I, you know, but good for her that that, that was something she felt comfortable doing, and and yeah. it's a really funny scene. So I think the film benefits from it. But those are the mm. two that I've watched. Um, nice. You're going to be very excited. I will just mention something that is on the watching oh. horizon.
1: Okay, okay,
0: okay. Certainly by the next time we talk, mm. is the 1985. Megan follows Anne of Green Gables. What? Yeah. Why, I mean, what? Why am I excited about that? We, not specifically because it's Anne of Green Gables, but just because it's like oh. this older, iconic kind of cultural. Oh. It's like a four-hour film. Oh. You know, and it's yeah, like okay,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, that's And, cool. and, and we yeah, also yeah. have both sequels to it. Oh, cool. Which are each like another three and a half hours. So very so popular it's, Anne it's, of
1: Green Gables. Like it's a very I think the it's IP. the one that
0: people consider because Anna Green Gables is one of those things that's got like several iterations. Like people have yeah. Multiple people have done it. Um but mm. I think it's still the one that's considered the Anne of Green Gables.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: So Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wrap it up, sir. Cool. Well, thank you
1: so much everyone for listening. Please let us know why you like Drop Dead Fred. Maybe you're on Brady's camp. Maybe you're in my camp. We love hearing what people think. Always appreciate the feedback. Um, we appreciate you spending your time listening to us. We appreciate every like, follow, and subscribe. Check out our links below. Check out our Patreon page, our merchandise page, ways for you to help support the show, keep us going, pay our bills. And um, until next time, uh, we, we we look forward to you joining us
0: again. When you, because you didn't say let us know if you like Anna or Anne of Green Cables, you didn't say <laughs> you didn't say let us know if you like Drop Dead Fred. You said let us know why you like Drop Dead Fred, and so then when when you went to start laying out options, I thought they were just gonna be like negative ones. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, let us know why you like Drop Dead Fred. Maybe there's something wrong with you. Maybe you're blind and deaf. I don't know, but let us know. Let us know why you enjoy Drop Dead Fred.
1: Please give us an itemized list.